Welcome back, Eric. Thank you, Aaron. It's nice to be back in my own apartment recording another podcast with you. It is very nice. And thank you, everyone that is listening at home that either tuned in for the first episode or is just now catching the buzz that is our parents. We were blown away by the response, and I can only speak about this because, just so everyone knows, Eric hasn't even sent the link to our first episode to his parents, but my parents really liked it, and that was that was very nice. I'm happy the people are happy. I had a bit of a, a hectic week. I still have to... Um kind of get the litmus test from people, but um, the concept, the idea, obviously Aaron and I were very good friends and we have a lot of mutual friends, so some of the feedback from them was very good, and actually one person who's usually uh, overly negative, who you know lives on the dark side, we won't even have to say his name or his code name, three initials, HPC. Code name, uh, Pale Rider. Can't believe you just went Pale Rider. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> And for all you uh, cinephiles out there, we're not talking about the Eastwood film, The Pale Rider. And even he, Caps Lock, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. And so, I don't know. I mean, for me, when I first sent it out, I wanted to kind of send it to a very select few people before we put it live into the world. And so, you know, sent it to a couple of my buddies and my mom and my dad and my brother. And my mom probably the first person to listen and and she loved it i think the the word that would be on the movie poster was adorable which i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing it's like when a girl calls you cute and it's like i'll take it but handsome sexy so so in quotes and caps adorable mrs phillips vermont gazette yes that's the deal yes got it congratulations shelburne news shelburne news congratulations but at the same time it took my dad many days to give it a listen and when why is that I asked him, and I called my mom the other night just on her cell phone, specifically to ice out my dad. Called the bat phone. Called the bat phone. Didn't want to call the home phone. Called the bat phone because I just wanted to kind of hear what she had to say. Is there? Does she have a special ringer just for your incoming? I wouldn't put it past her, but then again, you know, I don't think anyone uses a ringtone these days, except our parents probably use ringtones. If my parents knew how to do that, I would guess using the theme from Jaws would be at the top of the list for when I call. <laughs> Not bad. Is it because that pit of anticipation and you don't know if it's going to be positive or negative when the phone rings? Is that why Jaws is the pick? Well, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you don't know what, what the hell you're going to get. I'm going to try to drop less F-bombs. <laughs> On episode two of our parents, I I figure, why the fuck not? (laughs) But yeah, I found out from my dad that the reason he wasn't responding yet was specifically because he had to answer his emails first. He was he was behind on his emails. So I was very frustrated as I'm getting great texts and retweets and Facebook messages and Instagram comments about people excited about the show that I'm getting forwards from my dad. So he's forwarding you and all you want is for him to listen to this audio gold you put out into the world. Audio gold and a tribute. Clearly. It's a dedication. It's a dedication. It's a toast. It took a couple days, but finally when he did get around after clearing his inbox to listening, he enjoyed it. After the platitudes was, when can we meet Eric? I was cringing at the thought of what your parents would think, being that I haven't met them before. I mean, at this point, 
you're 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 a part of the the Newman extended family, so you're you're good. I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> the fact that their reaction was that positive is quite a weight off my shoulders. And it's nice. I mean, how often in life do you hear the phrase from someone, or maybe the phrase is uttered, "Can't wait to meet Eric." It used to happen more. <laughs> it's been a while since. Uh, you know, a female said, you know, my parents can't wait to meet you. You know, we all have our days, but uh, it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice thing to hear. It was very interesting when, when talking to my mom, um, you know, after episode one, the concept came up of what is on and off the record now that we have a podcast. Hmm. Hmm. That is interesting. If you're off the record, you're off the record. Off the record leads a quote. You can't put some crazy shit out there and say, oh, by the way, off the record. No, no. No better, Mom. Come on. (laughs) Come on. But what do you think? I mean, you obviously talked to your parents a fair amount. What from that are you going to be able to cull for our parents, the podcast? And what of that is truly off the record, even if it isn't said overtly? That's an interesting question. Um, You know, I, I think... As we've gotten older, and, and I'm a bit older than you, so you'll experience this more, but I think you know, every family's different, every, every marriage is different, every relationship between parents and kids is different, but as I've gotten older, you know, my parents, you know, they share how they're feeling about certain situations a little bit more and honestly, so I'm going to be very careful with those things and very respectful, but as far as the comedy and the ridiculousness goes, like... And I'll give them, I'm going to let them know, like, you have one chance to say off the record. If it's not off the record, it's on the podcast. The conversations with my parents range from entertaining to enjoyable to heartwarming to frustrating to infuriating to, listen, I got a call coming in. You know, (laughs) I got a, oh, damn, I forgot. Aaron's coming over to go over that treatment. Like, that meeting's two days from now, but as far as they're <laughs> concerned, no, but seriously, I, I've got a good feel, and I think this is one of the reasons why, and this is not to uh, self-promote, uh, well, it is only a little bit, but it's one of the reasons why I've been able to be in some of the circles I've been in and work with some of the, the talent I've worked with on the national landscape and then be behind closed doors in meetings that you and I have the privilege of being in uh, certain brands, certain athletes, certain things. There's trust and there's judgment. So, you know, I'm going to uh, consciously be practicing those things as we go through this journey because as entertaining as this is and fun, it's still family and it's, it's, it's still our family. But yeah, I'll talk enough shit. Don't worry. So what I wanted to talk about this week was the concept of style. So I left my sunglasses at your apartment last week when we filmed or recorded. Very unlike you, by the way. Very unlike me. Very unlike But I was coming off the injured reserve. What exactly did you have? This is over a week ago. Did you have, as Woody Allen says, did you have plague? It wasn't, you know, Seder plate worthy plague, <laughs> but it was not good. But I'm back out there and, you know, I it's am, great to have you. I'm ready to embrace the rest so of the So back summer. over that tangent, Aaron left his sunglasses at the E. Newman studio. Take it from there. The concept of sunglasses to me is something that's very interesting because, you know, for people that know us, 
you know, we have very distinct styles of sunglasses that we each wear. I used to religiously just wear Oakley frog skins, and that was something that I loved when they came back out and I have multiple pairs. And right now I have a nice pair of Stephen Allen frames. And, you know, so anyone... What happened with Oakley? The sponsorship went wrong? What happened? No, they were good. It was just time to kind of grow up a little bit and add a little diversity to, to the wardrobe. I like it. Yeah. But for you... Just based on demeanor alone, there was a dichotomous key for figuring out what type of sunglasses you would wear. Without a doubt, all lines, all paths lead to one place, and it is the aviator. The real reason for the aviators is I would have trouble with the fit on certain sunglasses. They would feel too big on my face because as big as my head could be at times... Ego, yeah. Ego, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. We're just saying, False. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Let's take two on that. Sunglasses and I were a, um, it's a hot and cold marriage. What about your parents? What type of sunglasses do each of your parents wear? Um, mom's got a few selections. Nothing overly, nothing over the top from mom. Comfort's the biggest thing. Well, I'm sorry. Vision number one. They're prescription lenses. Yes. Comfort number two. But, you know, my parents were never really about glitz on things, you know. My dad, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw my dad in a pair of sunglasses. If they go for a walk and it's hot out or it's really sunny, like, I think the battle is getting him to put on, like, a hat, you know. And he's got at least two or three, you know, old school Cleveland Indian tribe hat. Shout out to my dad, who is a Cleveland Indians fan, despite growing up in Brooklyn in the heyday of baseball. (laughs) Um, Wait, so you mean to tell me... That when your dad is driving around with the top down in his wait, 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 in his wait, Porsche wait, wait, Boxster, wait, wait, wait. okay, Porsche Boxster check, driving around check top down, top doesn't go down. What do you mean? Top doesn't go down. We've discussed. Is it broken? <laughs> no, it's not. Listen, we'll go out there again. We'll have the intervention with him. He doesn't put the top so, down. So sunny He also day. doesn't go faster than 52 miles an hour. <laughs> I feel like that's by I low. Went, I went 52 miles an hour on the side street when I picked you up in that thing from the train. Sorry, Dad, I went 53. But I feel like that's below the actual minimum speed limit in some places. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, Joel Newman, he's, he's, he's a man that operates at his own speed. But you mean to tell me he's in the car. He's in the going car. Going 52 miles an hour. Yep. In the Porsche Boxster. Yep. Sun comes out. And all he has at his disposal is the visor. Yeah. If there's a pair of sunglasses in that car, I will do a full retraction and apology. There's no fucking way there's a pair of sunglasses (laughs) in that car. There's no way. My dad wore a pair of sunglasses with one stem for at least a year. It's incredible. You would never see my dad if there is even a, a hope of sun. If there's a 10% chance of partially cloudy and maybe sun, he'll have sunglasses on him. We had a running joke for a number of years when, you know, I was in my quote-unquote crazy 20s where I, you know, would say, are you sure I wasn't left at the doorstep? There were just a <laughs> lot of well, you, you differences were- of, of, of opinion and tastes, and I'm a lot bigger than... Most people that have ever walked this earth in my family. So, you know, I credit that to luck, genes, and my mom being an incredible, incredible cook 
and growing up with just great nutrition habits and things that I've tried to keep going over the years. So I'm, I'm blessed to have that. So I think that's part of it too. In our parents' era, if someone didn't look like their parents, mm. you know, the kids, they would blame it on the milkman. And so I think it's funny <laughs> that, you know, I was going to ask if, you know, because you are a little old me, was there a milkman in the situation in, in Merrick? There is a dairy barn in Merrick. So for those of you that don't know what a dairy barn is, it is a drive-through quick mini-mart. Not quick. Fair. Depends where you are. Aaron did not experience it. The only thing that was quick was me losing my temper in the car. This was unbelievable. But the people that work at Dairy Barn, let's just say, are uh, not in a rush to do anything. Whether they wake up like that or they put themselves in that state to uh, report for duty. So... You pick up milk, you pick up ice, you pick up eggs, you pick up beer. It's a drive-through. You tell them what you want. They go to the register. They tell you what it is. You tell them the money they're giving you, your transaction, you're done. So as a kid, milk was still served in these wonderful glass growler jars. So you are that old. (laughs) I take take back everything I said. This is the 80s. And... There was never, like, anything, you know, this is obviously when I was a kid, so as much as I love a, a, a great beer or scotch or something else, there was nothing better than that glass of Dairy Barn 2% with the chocolate babka on occasion or the dip of the chocolate chip cookie because the milk was so good, so cold. And then when you finish the bottle, you rinse it out, you put it back in this plastic holder you get, and then the next time you go through a dairy barn, you're swapping out the empty for the new. And it was great. So This is probably pre-recycling. Yeah, there's no recycling yet. Right. There's no recycling You guys yet. burned your trash probably in your uh, backyard. You know, Long Island's known for a lot of things. I'm not going to say burning the trash is one of them, but no, my mom would never let us burn the trash. I never messed with fire as a kid. We had a fireplace for a while, and we kept there was wood on the side of the house. That did you, you stack know, we, it? We, oh, we stacked that wood, baby. We stacked that wood. Um, when we moved to Vermont, we had a whole—I don't know if it's quart, twenty quarts, or ever—you know, a cord. I think actually, I forget what the measurement of wood is. I think it's a cord, not a quart. Um, the cord they wrap around it. You're saying? No, that's like what they call it? it. It's like a cord of wood. Oh, it's like oh, that's, a that's like a flock man. of geese. Oh. Um, but yeah, when that came well, in, it was really in the driveway. Here. Yeah. yeah, we'll look that up. But yeah, when that came to the driveway, you know, we had to stack that, and that lasted us. I want to say almost ten years or something. It was a lot of wood. It we was didn't make so a lot of much fire. wood. <laughs> Jim, I, you know, I, I love my parents, and again, a lot of similar interests, but also they're not camp out outdoorsy. I mean, my mom, I'm sure, had that stage at one point. My dad, absolutely not. Like. To get him to even eat outside, even if it's a day like today, is a stretch. Because so, of the because of the mosquitoes? I don't know. I, yeah. My dad hates mosquitoes. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, they hate bugs. I mean, do you like somebody? Do, do you know somebody that likes mosquitoes? Does somebody? No. Does somebody in your in your thick rolodex of contacts somebody know. jump out that likes mosquitoes? Not that I can think You have a friend that tries to trap mosquitoes in a jar? I I don't. No, lightning bugs, but not mosquitoes. Yeah, well, that's a a country thing. But I want to talk to something that you brought up. So you talked about 
drinking milk with a chocolate babka. So you mm-hmm. have to understand, diehard Seinfeld fan here. I know you are as well. I had never even heard of a chocolate babka. Criminal. Until Seinfeld. And then had never even Give me, how old indulged you? How old? until your birthday just a couple months ago when we had it as your birthday cake out in Long Island. Oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My 37th birthday was your first chocolate babka? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh. I would have made Mr. and Mrs. Phillips, <laughs> we are going to we are really going to have to sit down and chop it up over a chocolate babka. I, I how, how is this possible? I don't we, know. We were you were, you were mitzvah, correct? I, oh yeah. So you, I re, you, you so, renew so the mitzvah. You renew the mitzvah every, every 13 so years. So you were mitzvah in in uh, let's see, uh, 1998, correct? Was your mitzvah? You were sounds born right. in 85. Yeah, sounds right. The bar mitzvah experience for me, and I've told this to my parents in my older age, and I'm sorry in advance that I'm bringing it up again. The bar mitzvah experience was not fun. You're put on the spot. You're pressured. This is just my experience. You're put on the spot. You're pressured. The the way the education was done wasn't fun. You're not learning to me the important a lot of the important historical things that I've learned from other people or I've self-taught. But if you're old enough to go through that and you're supposedly going to be a man, you need to have a fucking babka if you're going to be bar mitzvah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need to have a babka because what's the point if not? So the thing I remember most about my bar mitzvah was that we had a Penny Hardaway cardboard cutout that everyone was able to take photos with. My mom had gone out and bought a Polaroid camera. We did not have one at the time that everyone got to get their photo with Penny. So that was the allure. It wasn't the rabbi. It wasn't my grandparents. It wasn't, you know, the festivities. It was Penny. So shout out to Penny Hardaway because you were at my bar mitzvah. We're going to do future episodes on our personal bar mitzvahs, going to bar mitzvahs with our folks. And then also, because neither of us are married, I say we're going to do an episode on going to weddings with our parents. Hilarious. Love it. Love it. Game changer. You and I have never been at the same wedding together. That is true. You think I'm entertaining and beyond now? Me at a wedding? I wish we could take a call right now. I'll leave it at that. I get it done. I have been taken to weddings. And that's me being humble. By girls that I'm not even dating because I'm that good of a wedding date. Oh, you're... In both sides, the groom side, the bride side, friends, family. Oh, who do you know? Blah, blah, blah. They take me in as if I'm their own. As they should. I mean, that that's really... That's really... It's uh, what you do. It's really what you do. Lots to talk about from the childhood and obviously through the, the teen years as well and young adult, but... All of these little things that we keep discussing clearly have molded who we are. And some of it is because of our parents. Some of it is in spite of our parents. And some of it is, you know, thankfully you and I also have very independent minds too, which we're blessed with. And I can safely say this, you know, some of my friends do and some of my friends don't. And I'm more drawn towards those that much more independently thinking at this point in their lives who are not 
replicating and imitating what they saw when their parents were late 30s, early 40s, simply because it's a different time and so much has changed. Maybe we should end with some of the people that we know are going to be guests on the show. Um, we've mentioned him before. Pat Cassidy goes without saying. Um, and, and he's in the third spot. He, he's, he's at home. Even though the batting average is lower now than it used to be, he can still hit third in the lineup. And yeah, we haven't talked to I haven't talked to him since Chase Utley got traded. So to be honest, I don't know if he's even still going to be around for when we try and reach out for yeah, the podcast. Yeah, he's off the grid now with the Utley deal. you know. And, and I'm going to send him something really sarcastic later about the fact that Utley and Jimmy Rollins are turning double plays out in Hollywood with the run to the postseason, and the Phillies are just, you know, back in that Rick Shue, Ozzy Virgil, you don't even know these names. No um, idea. Just, you know, Juan Samuel, just real bad late 80s Philly state, and that's not even knowing where they are in the standings because um, I haven't really been paying attention, but I know they're not that good anymore, so... Pat, we look forward to having you on the show. Our mutual friend, the one and only Lakeith Taylor. Very excited to have him on the show. So Lakeith and I uh, were on the phone the other day, and we were trying to craft a couple of um, content projects together. And we also used to play basketball together, and we have great life conversations, career conversations, and we're about to get off the phone. And he literally pulls the emergency brake. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. How have you not even brought up the podcast you've done with Aaron yet? I'm like, did you listen to it yet? He's like, no. I'm like, good. Then we'll talk about it after. <laughs> uh, but we got some great feedback from Lakeith and uh, really looking forward to having him on the show. And, you know, we've known him now since, what, 2000? I've known him since at least 2000, I think 2007 when he was at Dime. And... You got there 2008. shortly thereafter, so we, we have great history with him. So, Lakeith, definitely. And with that, we'll see you next week. That's your close. With that, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Just the start. For AP, this is E. New. Our parents love you. Out.